Caution. Listening to the following program may cause drowsiness. May cause drowsiness. Do not drive or operate heavy machinery. This is Elevator Club. Nelson Riddle remains one of my top five favorite arrangers, conductors, and composers. I was therefore thrilled to learn about the release of a new authorized biography entitled Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat. The author is Jeffrey Littlefield with Nelson's son, Christopher Riddle. Jeff is a baby boomer born in London, England. Alongside his encyclopedic knowledge of sport, his love of music, especially the Great American Songbook, developed rapidly, resulting in Jeffrey moving into music management and record production. His written works include an interview with American singer Vic Damone, described by Frank Sinatra as having the best vocal equipment in the business. Jeffrey's acknowledged expertise and understanding of the songbook has generated several radio interviews and television presentations, both in the UK and the US. Jeffrey continues to write, produce, and direct. Two movie projects as screenwriter are in development, together with a documentary set for release later this year. Christopher Riddle has contributed several first-hand accounts and memories to his father's biography. Christopher is the only one of Nelson's children to become a professional musician. He served his apprenticeship primarily as a bass trombonist in his father's orchestra, but also gained valuable experience with the orchestras of Buddy Rich, Henry Mancini, and Don Costa. He has backed many of the greatest singers of the 20th century, including Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Sammy Davis Jr., and Linda Ronstadt. In addition to establishing himself as a renowned trombonist, Christopher became a veteran of the Hollywood recording studios. With the decline of his father's health, he became involved in all aspects of the band and ultimately became the leader of the Nelson Riddle Orchestra, otherwise known as the NRO. And he remains an ardent and committed advocate of preserving and promoting quality, popular music for audiences worldwide. Now to the book. In his foreword, Mr. Littlefield states that Nelson Riddle was possibly the greatest and certainly one of the most successful arrangers in the history of American popular music. He worked with global icons such as Peggy Lee, Judy Garland, and many more. And in a time of segregation and deep racial tensions in the U.S., he collaborated with leading black artists such as Nat King Cole and Ella Fitzgerald, forming close personal friendships with both. He also wrote successful TV themes and Oscar-winning film scores. He was, however, a complex and troubled figure. His marriage to Doreen, with whom he had seven children, was rocky to say the least. He led a complicated and troubled personal life, perhaps never really finding the kind of peace or success in his private life that he enjoyed in his professional one. A complex and often forlorn genius, he will be forever remembered for his immortal work with Frank Sinatra. But like fine wines, his later vintage was just as palatable, if somewhat of a surprise. I had an opportunity recently to speak with author Jeffrey Littlefield about his book from his home in Surrey, England. 
why the book and and why now? Right. Well, I was very privileged to authorise to write this as an authorised biography of Nelson Riddle. As we've said, he's a giant of American pop and music. That's pretty much um, accepted. His legacy is timeless. I felt there was more to say about him that's pertinent and perhaps have a more in-depth look at his contributions to TV and film. Also, most importantly, uh, 2021 marks the centenary of his birth. So, so now's the fitting time to do it. I might also add, actually, Gordon, that I've written it with due respect for people with lower reading age abilities. That's not to say I've dumbed down, but it does mean that you don't have to have necessary highfalutin university degree. So I've got that very much in mind that uh, people's reading age capabilities are quite wide ranging. So, like I say, I haven't done it with, with a view to dumbing down. Uh, by any means, but um, that that was the thought behind it. Well, that's interesting. I guess that's why I found it such an easy read. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat, paints a textured look at the extraordinary musical legacy that saw Riddle win one of the first Grammys, an Oscar, and produced countless hit singles and albums. The book begins with a recounting of how Riddle's iconic arrangement came about with Frank Sinatra and Cole Porter's I've Got You Under My Skin. I've got you under my skin I've got you deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I tried so not to give in I said to myself this affair never will go so well But why should I try to resist when baby I know so well I've got you under my skin I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near. In spite of a warning voice that comes in the night and repeats, repeats in my ear. Don't you know, little fool, you never can win. Use your mentality, wake up to reality. But each time that I do, just the thought of you makes me stop before I begin. Cause I've got you under my skin.
sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near. In spite of a warning voice that comes in the night and repeats how it yells in my ear. Don't you know, little fool, you never can win. Why not use your mentality? Step up, wake up to reality. Mr. Riddle worked with many top talents in the entertainment business, but I guess this had his biggest body of work with Matt Cole and Frank Sinatra. Both had close relationships with Mr. Riddle, but Frank's was certainly more business-oriented and demanding. Yeah, I think that is safe to say. I mean, there were two different characters. Uh, King Cole, very laid back, very interested in, in, in what Nelson was doing, Nelson Riddle was doing, and as a music arranger, he really got into that and actually, in fact, included that on one of his TV shows, the journey right the way through the uh, the composition phase, right the way through to recording. Frank Sinatra, a totally different character, complete contrast, very business-like, very intense. In fact, it wasn't unusual for him to ring his arrangers at any time o'clock in the morning, you know, two, three, four o'clock, if he had an idea. He, he didn't need sleep, and I guess he thought, you know, other people were the same. That's why I think Nelson Riddle did keep a little bit of an arm's length relationship with Frank Sinatra. Not that they didn't get on well, but it was more business-like, as opposed to his collaboration with Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole also released many iconic ballads arranged by Nelson Riddle, including the seasonal classic, The Christmas Song, and possibly his most popular, which was released in 1952 and later covered by Nat's daughter Natalie, 39 years later in 1991. This is Unforgettable. Unforgettable That's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Like a song of love That clings to me how the thought of you does things to me Never before Has someone been more Unforgettable In every way And forevermore that's how you'll stay That's why, darling It's incredible 
that someone so unforgettable thinks that I am unforgettable too. Someone so unforgettable thinks that I am unforgettable too. Nat Cole passed away on February the 15th, 1965. Nelson Riddle was deeply affected by the loss of his good friend and dedicated an instrumental album on the Reprise label in 1966 produced by Sonny Burke and titled simply Nat, an orchestral portrait of Nat King Cole. Very much so, um, yeah, very much so. Just titled simply Nat, an instrumental tribute really. That was about a year after Nat King Cole had passed. They were quite close personally, and also the families mixed on a social basis, very often visiting each other's homes. It's, it's well documented some of the controversy surrounding uh, Nat Cole's career, you know, with the racial segregation uh, that went on at that time. But he, he didn't really have any issues within the music industry as such. Uh, there's always the, the the odd occasion, naturally, but uh, there was a there was a lot of racial intolerance, you know, at that particular time. Nat Cole was a huge star, but had to reside in other hotels to white performers. Similarly, with Sammy Davis as well, he went through the whole experience too. Uh, just I just find that incredible. It, a very serious topic, but you had a little bit in your book about Mr. Cole's comment about a petition or a letter that was circulating in his neighborhood that wanted him out. Yeah, that's right. He went to live in the Hollywood Hills, and yeah, there was a petition raised by local residents, and he received this very formal letter telling him he wasn't, or letters really, I think in the plural, that he wasn't welcome in the area. Even if I had the content to hand, I, I wouldn't have been able to repeat the language in the book. But he was so laid back. He he was above all of that. And uh, I think he made some quip that having read these letters and, and, and the petition, that he wouldn't want to be living next door to him either. <laughs> 
Oh, that is so good. <laughs> it is good, yeah. Yeah, pure class. Yeah. <laughs> Also, we mustn't forget the albums he did with so many other vocalists. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. He did some iconic work with Ella Fitzgerald, for example, the George Ira Gershwin songbook, 59-tune box set, which took around eight months to make. How glad the many millions of Timothys and Williams would be to capture me. But you had such persistence, you wore down my resistance, I fell, and it was swell. You're my big and brave and handsome Romeo, how I won you I shall never, never know. It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active. 
perspective when you came into view. I've got a crush on you, sweetie pie. All the day and night time, hear me sigh. Just back to Mr. Riddle's work with Frank. Apparently their work on the album Only the Lonely was considered their favorite album, but it was conceived in exceptionally sad circumstances. Could you just talk a little bit about that? Yes, it was conceived in very tragic circumstances. Sinatra was separating from Ava Gardner, so that was tugging very much at his heartstrings. She was the love of his life. Nelson Riddle lost his mother and his six-month-old child within weeks of one another. And if you listen to the album, you can make an emotional connection between the arrangements and the vocal interpretation. It's true to say it is both Sinatra's and Riddle's favorite album uh, of the ones they did together. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, too. Not a good one to listen to if you're going through some depression, though. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. It's quite somber, isn't it? And if you want to cheer yourself up, it wouldn't be your first port of call. That's for certain. But no, it's a marvellous album, that said. 
of, of really uh, marvellous arrangement. I think both arranger and vocalist were able to really express their feelings at that particular time. Gone with the wind Just like a leaf that has blown away Gone with the wind My romance has flown away Yesterday's kisses are still on my lips I have a lifetime of heaven at my But now all is gone Gone is the rapture that thrilled my heart Gone with the wind The gladness that filled my heart Oh! 
Nelson had several instrumentals that he recorded that charted, including Lisbon Antigua, Port-au-Prince, The Proud Ones, theme from The Untouchables, and of course, my favorite, Route 66. And that was, of course, for the, uh, for the TV series, Route 66. I understand the plan initially was to use Bobby Troop's jazz standard Route 66, but that fell through. And I was quite impressed by the fact, uh, well, I'll let you tell the story about how Mr. Riddle was asked at the last minute to come up with a theme for the program. Yeah, the producer, Hal Leonard, his negotiations with Bobby Troop came to a dead end, basically. And everybody knows that Route 66 number of his. I think the producer gave Nelson about 48 hours. I need, a, I need a theme for this series. And, of course, the series went on to be award-winning one. It was quite a unique concept at the time. Two guys on the road and various um, dramatic stories each week. But, yeah, it was given around about 48 hours to come up with a TV theme, which, in fact, became the first TV theme to hit the charts. It was that successful. And it's a timeless classic, in my opinion. I mean... But if you listen to it today, it's as fresh today as it was when it was recorded in Mr. Riddle arranged for many female vocalists, such as Judy Garland, uh, you mentioned Ella Fitzgerald, Dinah Shore, Peggy Lee, Linda Ronstadt, and Rosemary Clooney. The album that he recorded with Rosemary Clooney in 1963, I believe it was entitled Love, is actually one of my favorite Rosemary Clooney albums. Maybe you can confirm this. Apparently it was originally recorded for the RCA label, but it was not released by them. And that Frank Sinatra bought the master tapes from RCA 
And when he signed Rosemary Clooney to his reprise label in 63, he finally released it. But it really didn't do much until Warner Brothers, who I understand bought the reprise label. They released the album on CD in 1995, where it received recognition it deserved. And that, by the way, was a quote from a gentleman by the name of Ricardo Mille. While that album was recorded, Mr. Riddle was having an affair with Rosemary Clooney. Yeah, I mean, you could say, really, that was their affair summed up in music. I mean, he was employed as music director for her show in the mid-50s. Obviously, they became friends working together. Their birthdays were within a week of one another. And, and what started out as a friendship developed thereon into quite an overt love affair. To the point that if you watch any of the old footage, you, you can quite clearly see that they're, they're both very smitten with one another. It was played out very publicly, much to the dread, how should I put it, very dramatic effect on his family and, and his wife Doreen, the mother of his um, six, seven children. Yeah, it, it wasn't well received and had a, a really dramatic effect on her personally. They did then consider leaving their respective spouses, but sort of vice decided against it. It was Nelson Riddle that called it off. So there was, it, it didn't go anywhere in the end, but it was a long-running affair. And that particular album you mentioned, yeah, it was picked up by Sinatra ultimately. It wasn't released by RCA, but it was released on Reprise. And then, as you say, Warner took over uh, Reprise. It really is a quality album and something that Rosemary Clooney acknowledges in her book, Girl Singer, it really sums up the, the closeness of their relationship. Come back to me 
Could you talk a little bit about his work with Linda Ronstadt? Sure. Linda Ronstadt was the first lady of rock, if you like, in the early 80s. And she was seeking to record the standard, the great songbook standards, great American songbook, and much against the advice of her management and record label, I might add. She approached Nelson Riddle to do a couple of arrangements. Uh, and when she phoned him up uh, and introduced herself and asked him straight with would he do a couple of arrangements? There was a long pregnant pause. Um, I think she thought she'd been cut off, actually. He said, no, I, I won't do a couple of arrangements. Oh, we'll do a full album with you of arrangements for the full, full album. And, of course, this threw the cat amongst the pigeons because, the, like I say, the record label weren't keen at all. But anyway, Linda Ronstadt put her foot down. She wanted to do the standards, which were pretty much um, regarded as, you know, weren't one in fashion at all at the time. But anyway, she had a way, and the rest is history, as they say. They ended up doing three albums together, and they all outsold Linda Rodstadt's previous record sales. Two platinum, two went platinum, and the, the third went gold. Sadly, the last one of the three sentimental reasons was released after Nelson had passed in 1985. But yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing renaissance and brought Nelson Riddle to the attention to a new legion of fans. What's new? What's new 
since then Gee, but it's nice to see you again He also worked with many high-profile male vocalists, as you mentioned, including Jack Jones on There's Love, There's Love, and There's Love, and Matt Monroe, Vic Damone, and he also worked with Johnny Mathis on, I guess, was it one album, or did he do a couple with Mathis? He did a couple of albums. The one that I mentioned in my book, and I guess I better tell people, the book's title is Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat. Yeah, the, the 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 one I focus on in the one album I focus on of Johnny Mathis in the book is I'll buy you a star, and particularly a track there, Stairway to the Stars, was a standout for me on that particular album. You can actually see or hear rather the the arrangement that Nelson Riddle's put together for Johnny Mathis being a tenor vocalist rather than the, the usual baritone he would write for and creates a wonderful space for Johnny Mathis who has a wonderful voice of course to use it to the best of his abilities 
really is a standout album. And if you, your listeners get a chance to listen to it, I think they won't be disappointed. Yeah, well, I'll play a track, Stairway to the Stars, which I think is your favorite track off the album. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I mean, when Johnny comes in at the end there, uh, Nelson creates a space, like I said. He tailors the arrangement to the vocalist. And he comes in in such a way, you know, I'm not very good at sort of making a pun, but you could almost say, given the nature of the album, that it's an astronomical finish. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
You made a good point in your book, too, that many of, of Nelson Riddle's arrangements for vocalists would actually stand on their own as instrumentals. Yes, that's right. I mean, better judges than I are quoted in the book. I, I do interview a couple of top arrangers that make this point that even if you take the vocals out, they can stand alone almost as, as instrumentals in their own right. That's probably because he regarded the, the vocal as being a, another instrument in the orchestra. So it will be, be just like you taking out a featured instrument of the orchestra. You could still have an instrumental tune in its own right. For example, Barbara Streisand, he worked with on a movie called On a Clear Day You Can See Forever in 1970. He likened her voice to the oboe as an instrument and others who would like him to a cello, for example. Everything that Nelson arranged, he arranged with the heartbeat as being the pace that he would set his arrangements to. One of the reasons the title of the book is Nelson Riddle Music with a Heartbeat, uh, but that's also picked up by the TV theme that he wrote for The Untouchables. I don't know if you remember that series back in the sure. years. Mm -hmm with Robert Stack starring as Treasury agent Elliot Ness. And, and Robert Stack, of course, had had a, a career early on as a song and dance man. He'd learned his film craft in the 40s as a song and dance man, so he knew what he was talking about when commenting on music. And, of course, the soundtrack of that particular TV series, I mean, he gives a really nice quote about Nelson Riddle's Untouchables theme and picks up on the point that it comes across as music with a heartbeat. Um, it's an interesting concept.
You're listening to a special edition of Elevator Club featuring author Jeffrey Littlefield along with Christopher Riddle, who wrote Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat. We mentioned earlier that Nelson Riddle had released some singles that charted. We're going to play a few of those right now. Here is Nelson Riddle and his orchestra.
From the Elevator Club with Gord Bibby. You're listening to a special edition of Elevator Club as we are reviewing the book Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat, written by Mr. Jeffrey Littlefield, who we've been talking to in the past hour and will continue with. This is a terrific book, folks. It's full of all kinds of behind-the-scenes tidbits, including how Frank Sinatra was involved with JFK getting elected and tons and tons of pictures, documents, and letters and notes. Yeah, I think you'd find this a very, very good read. We continue now speaking with Jeff Littlefield. Another trait that I just thought was genius with Mr. Riddle was his ability to take actors and people who weren't traditionally vocalists and make them feel comfortable and uh, do arrangements for them. For example, the work he did on the motion picture Paint Your Wagon. Oh, yes, yeah. He was able to coax actor Lee Marvin to sing Wandering Star. When we spoke earlier, I believe you mentioned that charted at number one in the UK, did it not? It did, yeah, I believe it also charted at number one in, probably in Australia as well. It, it was a, an international hit across the pond as well, but probably didn't hit the top of the charts maybe, but yeah, it was the number one for several weeks. In fact, Christopher Riddle, Nelson Riddle's son, makes several contributions to my book and has first-hand accounts that he recalls. And he, he remembers going to the premiere in London of the movie Paint Your Wagon. They obviously had to do after film shows and parties, and he was able to meet with the stars, including Lee Marvin. It's a nice little story, actually, just quickly put in there. That Lee Marvin was very nervous because he wasn't known as a singer, obviously. And if you've listened to Wandering Star, which I know you have, he more or less talks him his way through it, but with great effect. Yeah, he was very nervous about recording it. He said to Nelson Riddle, you know, how, how, how are we going to do this, Nelson? And Nelson just said, don't worry, Lee, we'll find a way. seen a sight that didn't look better looking back
Snow can burn your eyes, but only people make you cry. Home is made for coming from, for dreams of going to. Which, with any luck, will never come true. to the trees but they don't listen to me I talk to the stars but they never hear me the breeze hasn't time to stop and hear what I say I talk to them all Suddenly my words reach someone else's ear At someone else's heartstrings too I tell you my dreams And while you're listening to me I suddenly see Come true 
I can see us on an April night Looking out across a rolling farm Having supper in the candlelight Walking later arm and arm Then I'll tell you how I passed the day Thinking mainly how the night would be Then I'll try to find the words to say All the things you mean to me Tell you my dream And while you're listening to me I suddenly see Come true Of course they were well supported by a really, really fine singer in half Fresnel who sang another great song from Peyton Wagon. Well, they call the wind Mariah, Mariah which, yeah. which ah. is a showstopper if there's such a thing in a movie, but what a great arrangement that is. The clouds are flying Mariah makes the mountains sound Like folks were up there dying They call the wind Mariah Before She had me, and the sun was always shining. But then one day I left my girl. I left her far behind me. And now I'm lost, so golden lost. Not even God can find me. But when you're lost and all alone, there ain't no word but lonely. And I'm a lost and lonely man 
Without a star to guide me, Mariah, blow my love to me. I need my girl beside me. What a great arrangement that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was nominated for an Oscar, uh, but he didn't win. Um, Nelson Riddle was nominated on five occasions and had to wait until 1974 to actually win the, the Oscar for Best Film Score, and he won that for The Great Gatsby, in starring Robert Redford and Mia Farrow. And then he made uh, a beautiful rendition with Linda Ronstadt of... What Will I Do? You're right. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they they covered that in 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 the album. Yeah, I think it was in the the first album, What's New. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, one right. of the tracks there. Yes, it, she, she gives a beautiful um, rendition of that. Gone is the romance that was so divine. Tis broken and cannot be mended. You. Go your way And I must go mine But now that our love dreams Have ended What'll I do When you are far away And I What'll I do when I am wondering who is kissing you? What'll I do? What'll I do? Yeah. 
It was mentioned earlier that Nelson Riddle collaborated with many other female vocalists, including Judy Garland, Dinah Shore, Ella Fitzgerald, and Peggy Lee. From a 1956 album entitled, appropriately, Judy. This is Judy Garland along with Nelson Riddle in the orchestra, and I'm confessing that I love you. came Nelson's first collaboration with Peggy Lee. The album titled The Man I Love, arrangements by Nelson Riddle and conducted by Frank Sinatra. Track number 12 became the now definitive version of the iconic suburban composition by Oscar Hammerstein and Jerome Kern. The Folks Who Live on the Hill.
Gonna take a sentimental journey Gonna set my heart at ease Gonna make a sentimental journey To renew old memories Got my bag, I got my reservation Spent each time I could afford in wild anticipation Long to hear that All aboard seven That's the time we leave at seven I'll 
From 1959, that was Dinah Shore, backed up by Nelson Riddle and the orchestra, and Sentimental Journey. Nelson Riddle worked on many television specials with singers, including Rosemary Clooney, Frank Sinatra, Nat Cole. He also was music director on a TV special for The Carpenters, and one of the guests on that program was Ella Fitzgerald. Here is a rare pairing of beautiful voices of Karen Carpenter and Ella Fitzgerald with Nelson Riddle. Too far away from being 
Somebody I'm longing to see I hope that he turns out to be Someone who watch over me I'm a little lamb who's lost in Kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by Moonlight and love songs Never out of date Hearts full of passion Jealousy A fight for love and glory A chase of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by Mr. Saturday Dance Heard the crowd at the floor It was a sweet smell Thank you. 
Antonio Carlos Jobim was served by Nelson and his orchestra on TV shows. The father of Bossa Nova, Antonio Carlos Jobim, was Nelson's next collaborator. The label was Warner Brothers, and the producer was Jimmy Hilliard. The album had the grand title, The Wonderful World of Antonio Carlos Jobim. It was one of the few early albums of Mr. Jobim that featured his vocal talents. And here he is with one of my favorite tracks from that album, Felicidad. Tristeza não tem fim Felicidade sim A felicidade é como a gota de orvalho Numa pétala de flor Brilha tranquila depois de leve oscila e cai como uma lágrima de amor A felicidade do pobre parece A grande ilusão do carnaval A gente trabalha o ano inteiro Por um momento de sonho Pra fazer a fantasia De rei ou de pirata ou jardineira E tudo se acabar na quarta-feira Nelson Riddle's son, Christopher, is quoted in the book Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat, as saying that he wished his dad had done an album with both Barbra Streisand and Tony Bennett. Unfortunately, schedules didn't permit, although I'm sure both artists would have loved to work with Nelson Riddle. He also said his father didn't have management as such, that he wouldn't pay for it, and claims it was a false economy that his dad's career needed direction. In fact, Mr. Riddle did work with Barbra Streisand on the 1970 motion picture On a Clear Day You Can See Forever that starred Barbra Streisand and Ives Montand. Here's a track from the soundtrack of that motion picture, Barbra Streisand singing What Did I Have That I Don't Have. He used to find me 
He likes the girl I left behind me. I mean he. I mean me. What did I have? And I don't have. What did he like? That I lost track of. What did I do? Now, I don't know how much you want to get into this or not, but there were certainly some unpleasant family dynamics in play during Mr. Riddle's later years. Actually, you pointed out in your book he didn't have the success in his personal life that he did in his professional life. His, was it his second wife, Naomi? She basically disinherited the Riddle children from the will when Mr. Riddle passed away. Not a pleasant topic, but it, can you just, yeah, sure. just briefly relate? Yeah, I mean, he... he predeceased in 1985. Naomi Tenenholtz was Nelson Riddle's long-time secretary, and he eventually divorced from Doreen Riddle, the mother of his seven children, in 1970, and then married Naomi, like I say, who was his long-time secretary. I think it's well recorded in the book, but yeah, I will touch on it. it. It wasn't very pleasant. I think, obviously, everybody was grieving, Naomi would be grieving as well, and perhaps that's the way she dealt with things, I don't know. It wasn't very pleasant. It was very difficult for Christopher Riddle, who took up the mantle, or took up the baton, I should say, to conduct the Nelson Riddle Orchestra. Even he had trouble trying to get that back off the ground and continue his father's legacy in that regard. 
you know, Naomi was so protective of the name that he was having trouble, you know, performing what is his birthright, really. Um, I might add, he, he now successfully tours and has since for a number of years uh, with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra, both in the UK and obviously in North America. And, um, I mean, he'd love to, um, to take the band around uh, British Columbia, that's for certain. Yes, and you mentioned that they did an album about British Columbia. Yes, that's right. They both travelled, Nelson and with Christopher, young Christopher, and Christopher would have been about 19 years of age. Uh, in 1969, they did a reconnaissance trip to British Columbia and toured the area and took a lot of aerial photographs in connection with an album for Capilano Records that they were going to record and very well received there by the dignitaries and Nelson was presented with British Columbia crested cufflinks, which Christopher uses this very day when he's conducting the orchestra. Oh, really? Yeah, he does. And the result was the British Columbia Suite. I've since learned that it was only released on vinyl, but I've since learned that it actually has been re-released on CD in the late 80s under a different title called The Symphony of the North. I don't know quite why the background to why the title's been changed. Apparently, according to the liner notes, it's actually produced by the original producer that commissioned the album. So I don't think there's any skullduggery going on there, but I, I don't quite know why they would change the, the title, really. So I would have thought the British Columbia Suite, you know, is a perfect title for it. It does have some wonderful music. Uh, I must admit, I revisited it quite recently, and it's well worth a listen. It, it, it's some of um, Nelson's best stuff instrumentally. Jeff got my curiosity up about the British Columbia Suite, so I did a little research and learned that it was originally released on vinyl as British Columbia Suite. That was on the Capilano Records label, CAPS 701. Capilano Records was founded in 1969 by Tom Northcott, Jack Hirshhorn, and Ralph Harding Studio 3 Productions Limited. The album may have been commissioned by then-premier of British Columbia, W.A.C. Bennett, in celebration of B.C.'s centennial in 1971. The album contains 12 tracks, including The Root of the Hydas, The Okanagan, Garibaldi Mountain, Vancouver Nights, and this one, Peace River Country.
The British Columbia Suite is available on its original vinyl version and CD release under the title of Symphony of the North through Amazon. It's a terrific album to listen to. It really is. Yeah, it's Nelson Riddle at his peak. And maybe we can get Christopher to do a, a tour in BC again, because I would love... Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah? He, he'd be very much up for yeah, if there's any booking agent listening, get in touch and, yeah, I can put you in touch with Christopher and he'd love to get the NRO down there and especially, you know, with such a hiatus recently with COVID and nobody's been performing, especially in this centennial year of his father's birth. It'll be something special. And you mentioned he's touring with, or he has toured with Gary Puckett? No, there's some. there's a potential tour lined up with Gary Puckett, oh, okay. uh, of Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, mm-hmm. yeah, who has, has a fantastic voice, as you know, oh, yeah. and still does to this day. Yeah, great singer. He's very interested in singing the the standards the, with the Nelson Riddle arrangements. Yeah, what what better way to do it than with the Nelson Riddle Orchestra? I know I know his agent is very keen to get that going in, in the U.S. and elsewhere, and uh, I, think, I think and hope that that... That will be something that comes off. I know all parties are very keen to make that happen. I mean, the UK, the orchestra had some tour dates lined up with a UK singer called Tony Christie. Tony Christie, yes. But both Tony Christie and Gary Puckett, you know, it goes back to their early days. In Tony's case, his first love was big band, but he but he couldn't become a big band singer at the time. It just wasn't in, in vogue. And so he was wasn't forced down, but he chose to go down the pop route, you know, as a, as a pop singer, a rock singer, whatever. But his first love is very much big band and all the, all the standards, Sinatra, etc. Well, I hope, in fact, I envision, Jeff, that big band and easy listening is going to come back into vogue someday. I know I'm doing my best to keep it alive. <laughs> oh, absolutely, you are, and it's fantastic. It's a fantastic show, and uh, you should be very proud of it. And, oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, I think we will keep, keep the music going, keep the music playing. So I've been talking with Jeffrey Littlefield, who, along with Christopher Riddle, has written a new book, Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat. It's a wonderful glimpse into the life and career of a legendary composer, arranger, and conductor. It also deals many interesting facts and behind-the-scenes tidbits. For example, you talked about the Capitol Records building in L.A., the uh, iconic, it looks like a stack of LPs. And I didn't realize uh, EMI acquired Capitol, what, in the late 50s, early 60s? I thought it was much later. Yeah, that's right. Apparently so. And Yeah, of course, that building, like you say, it's iconic, isn't it? Oh, yes, um, yeah. Have you ever been there? I haven't been in the building, I've, but I've, I've certainly seen it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's equally impressive in, in the flesh, so to speak, isn't it? It's When you're there, it's very, very yeah. um, very iconic. But that was also known as the house that Nat built because the sale of Nat King Cole's merchandise and his records over the years really contributed to that building being designed and built all those years ago. So that's why it's known as the house that Nat built. It's a terrific building. If you have, any of your listeners are in, in the Hollywood area, it's definitely um, a place to visit. Well, Jeff, this has been a sincere pleasure for me, and I encourage people to get your book because it is an excellent read. People even at my reading level can appreciate it, as you mentioned. Can you tell us where people can get your book? Yeah, sure. Just to repeat, Gordon, it's 
snails from Riddle, music within a heartbeat. There is new material in there and some never-before-seen photographs, I might add. And I hope it informs and entertains. You can get it at all the usual bookstores. Of course, a lot of the retail outlets are closed at the moment due to COVID, but certainly are in the UK. I don't know about your neck of the woods, but so most people are obviously purchasing online uh, the usual online bookstores like Barnes & Noble, Waterstones, and Amazon, of course, have it. And there is a dedicated website as well called getmybook.tv. Wonderful. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Chapter 11 in your book, which I find so interesting, Hey Diddle Riddle. And after you've read the book, it's 100 questions about the book and the contents in celebration of Nelson Riddle's centenary. Yeah, that's right. And also, I, I really included that um, because I thought people lo love quizzes, but it was also a little test to see if you'd been paying attention that's right. to the book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope, it, I hope it works well. I think it just reinforces some of the, uh, the knowledge of what Nelson's done and what he had got up to throughout his career and life and career. But, yeah, I just thought it was a nice way to finish. With, with 100 questions um, to equate to the 100 years. Great idea. Well, Jeff, thanks again for taking time out to do this. I hope my listeners will seek out your book, and I think you'll find it just a great read, very entertaining, and learn more about one of the great, great people in the music industry, Mr. Nelson Riddle. Thanks very much, Gordon, and thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. I'd like to thank Jeff Littlefield again for his participation in this special edition of Elevator Club. He is a most accommodating gentleman, as the discussion you heard between us was actually the second session since the first was unusable due to a technical glitch at my end. He graciously offered to do another interview. There is so much music in the Nelson Riddle catalog that I couldn't come anywhere close to playing all the music referred to in Jeff's book. Nelson Riddle, Music with a Heartbeat. Therefore, I invite you to tune in next week for what could be called a companion program to this one when I'll play more tracks of Nelson Riddle and his collaboration with Jack Jones, Vic Damone, Oscar Peterson, Dame Kiri Takanawa, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Rosemary Clooney, Linda Ronstad, Glenn Campbell, Matt Monroe. Well, the list goes on. So please join me. And until then, please have a great day, a great week, and remember to... Take it easy.